How to build a better product by better understanding customers with Bear Leo. The Strategic Marketing Show is brought to you by Insights for Professionals, providing access to the latest industry insights from trusted brands, all in a customized, tailored experience. Find out more over at insightsforprofessionals.com. Hey, it's David. How much work are you doing to truly understand who your customers are before you build your product and before you produce your content? And how does understanding who your customers actually are impact the quality of your product and ultimately increase the success of your marketing activities? That's what we're going to be covering today with a man who's an award-winning podcaster, a design mentor at Springboard and Career Foundry, and product designer at Zero. A warm welcome to the Strategic Marketing Show, Bear Leo. Wow, that's such a great introduction, and I'm thrilled to hear that. Thanks, uh, David, for for having me here. So you can find Bear over at beartalking.com. So, I mean, f- first question, Bear, what do you mean by understanding customers first? Yeah, this is, I think, as the as the core for every designer's job description first to to understand customer first but sometimes it's just as a as the things we say uh but not the things we do uh for many uh companies or many organi- uh, organizations because uh, everyone will say oh we value our customer we we should know them but actually it can really bring some impact on your business if you just uh, uh, walk the walk not only talk the talk so uh, that's what i mean understand customer should be the first step or at least should be a very important step of the whole business uh, strategy or the, the whole journey of a of service or of a product so yeah that's what i'm thinking it should raise up the importance level and what form does understanding your customers actually take? So um, is it about doing something like focus groups? Is it online surveys? Is it looking at what customers are actually doing when they're actively using your website? Uh, is it something else I'm not thinking of? Yep, yeah, uh, that's a good question, David. I think it's for a, a UX designer or for a product designer. Uh, we do have some common best practices for understanding customers by doing quantitative research or qualitative research, which are two ways in general, uh, looking at surveys or data or other metrics as a quantitative uh, research to understand their behavior and uh, the trends. But the other, which actually from my personal opinion is more important way, is the quant, uh, quantitative research, which means by talking to them, by uh, asking why they want to do that rather than this or that. So uh, that's another way to really get the insights about who they are, what they want, and what they want to achieve uh, via using your service or product. And uh, the more we talk with them, the, the better we understand them and the better value you can bring via your product or via your like your service or content. So this is what I mean. Yeah, the, uh, understand customers by this. So, so, so you're working in an organization with tens, possibly of thousands of customers. Uh, obviously, you can't talk to everyone. How do you select the customers that you want to talk to? 
Yeah, that's also a really good question because、uh, it's always important to find the right people that you can talk to, and if you talk to the right people, even with the, some wrong questions, you can still get the wrong right answer. But yeah, if on the vice versa,、uh, if you talk to the wrong people, that's probably even the perfect questions will not give you the the insights. And for、uh, what I'm where I'm working at,、uh, we have a resource on recruiting、uh, the existing customers, and also there are a, there are a few touch points during their、uh, journey on using our products. And、uh, sometimes, if you really want to understand a specific step or uh, uh, some parts of their journey, we can reach out during those touch points、uh, within the product, which is a really good、uh, privilege for for us to do that. Not every、uh, companies has that、uh, have that、uh, privilege to do that. And also,、uh, I think it depends on the the business decider、uh, their. Understanding about if it's a important thing, if it's a valuable thing, they should invest time and money and resource on doing that. And、uh, so, if if you have this wish, I think there are always ways to、uh, to do that.、Uh, at, at this stage, I'm probably not going to details how to recruit、uh, those customers,、uh, those participants for interviews or testings. But I think should have this. Mindset that、uh, if we have better understanding of our customers, we will have better value to、uh, to bring for our business. And、uh, if we sweep、uh, shift the mindset to this,、uh, there will be always a lot of creative ways to to do that、um, to recruit customers、uh, for 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 conversations. Yep. Yeah, it's a great point that there. You certainly need to identify the right point. In the customer journey, the right point where they're actually using your product or service to reach out to them, because I think we've all had experiences where we've had surveys pop up on websites as soon as we actually visit that website, and it's just close it down. I, I'm, I haven't even started using what you're asking about here, so I'm not able to give you any feedback here. But if you identify the specific, perhaps challenging area,、um, using Tracking software to identify, I guess, where people are maybe struggling a little bit with a product, and、um, then that would be a good point to perhaps reach out to someone if they're still on a screen for ten seconds or so, or perhaps not knowing where to go next.、Uh, would you also perhaps reach out to people when you when you've just actually published a new part of the product, so introduced a new element, or or, or is that not so? An appropriate point、um, to reach out to people.、Uh, that's a good point,、uh, David. I think it depends on what you want to know about the customers, and if you want to know the existing customer, their feedback about a new feature. For example, if you、uh, build a new feature, a new function on your existing product, and you really want to know if there's any negative. Positive feedback、uh, for the current customers, and that probably a really good time to reach out immediately after you launch the the feature, and、uh, and have some understanding about what they think, and that can help for improving the onboarding experience for this new feature, for this new function, and if you want to understand、uh, the new customers,、uh, what they feel about about this. So、uh, it doesn't matter actually. The timing is、uh, is not 
not that uh, important uh, compared to existing customers. Back to what you mentioned earlier about the survey, and uh, you mentioned that if uh, I think that's that's really interesting because you mentioned that um, sometimes uh, when you just uh, check a website and there will be a survey pop up to to ask you for 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 some input and. We can imagine that the jumping rate or the, uh, the the drop rate is really high because people doesn't get any value from your website yet, and you ask them to give you something as an input. You ask them to invest time to 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 uh, to do that. That's uh, actually it's uh, it's not the right way to do that. And from design perspective, we uh, have something called uh, experience mapping. And uh, by doing that, would be uh, map out the customer journey when using a website, for example, and what's what are those touch points? Like uh, if if a new customer check your website and do something, do some general search, and maybe find their information, and then uh, and then maybe next step. Uh, do some proper research about specific product and then make the order or things like that. So when you map out the whole journey and then by talking to customers, you can map out the the happy moment or the angry moment as a curve flow. And uh, on the top of it, maybe really happy, really exciting. And at the bottom of it, negative, not happy. And as a designer or product uh People will be good to use to utilize those happy moments, those emotional high peak of the of their journey, to nudge them make some decision. Like, hey, you just complete this task. Congratulations! Pop out with a little message. Uh, would you mind to spend thirty thirty seconds for completing this survey to document what you what do you find about our product and to help us improve. And by doing that. Uh, you can expect a better result, a better outcome, rather than just through things directly to customers, even they are not ready. So this could be something seems quite simple, but we take a uh, take things in details to see how's the journey looks like, what they feel, and uh, and then it can actually improve uh, the performance by um, with some measurable uh, metrics. With some me- uh, measurable ways to uh, to to see the the result, the improved before and after result. So this is could something, I think, relevant to uh, to to this to understanding your customer is really important. And talking about simple changes, sometimes a change as simple as altering a phrase within a heading or a subheading or a little piece of content on a page can significantly assist with conversion rates or where a customer has to go next. How do you actually define the changes in content that are required? And uh, is that what you find as well? Do you find that a very simple content change can sometimes have a significant impact? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, which uh, which actually I think it's, uh, uh, it's even a new uh, subject in design and product uh, territory called uh, UX copy or UX uh, writing, and uh, sometimes 
it's even just some uh some tweaks on the copy can hugely improve the uh, the performance so i can uh, i can uh give an example but probably on a high level yeah sure so so obviously we're talking about I'm not. We know that you're obviously um, kind of uh, product designer for zero, and um, you, you've had a great positive impact there. And so, um, I, I'm going to guess in terms of that brand. Um, uh, c- can you think of a high level example of, of of how you've implemented something that's that's had a significant difference? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think, uh, but maybe as a follow up from uh, your previous question, like if there's any tweaks like small tweaks can uh, make some uh, difference and also with some measurable uh, result. Uh, do you have an example that uh, we have some uh, complaints or negative uh, reviews on the app store on our uh, one of our products and uh, some of the uh, so every every reviews will be will be recorded and uh, sometimes discussed with the team internally to see oh why they have this feedback and are there anything we can improve so we do that re- on the regular basis and uh, we even get this automation like for for every team members if there's a review from app uh, app store we automatically got an email uh, slack message and then uh, we can jump in to to discuss uh, if there's something we can do to improve it because uh, we do think that uh, any review from app store or google play store actually would uh, means that it's already happened many times but only a, uh, a really small amount of customers will leave a review to uh, so that would be like the emphasize of of one uh, types of the behaviors from customers. So, um, yeah, as an example, we received some uh, some uh, negative feedback about customers don't understand. Uh, they didn't understand the uh, the error messages while they're using the app, and uh, some messages are quite generic or like doesn't solving their problem. For example, if you tap. Uh, to submit a form in the app, and if there's a, a backend uh, failure or uh, some issues from the uh, from the from the service, and customer don't see anything, they they see a pop over, they see a pop up uh, module to say, "Oops, uh, seems something wrong," and try it later, or uh, "Oops, seems something wrong." So uh, it doesn't solve their problem, and some customer get really angry about that like why you're showing this this to me it doesn't doesn't mean anything so uh and we do uh check those uh, reviews and then think right is there anything we can any information we can help them like any specific information we can help them when they see the errors and then we triage those errors from tech perspective because some some errors that uh, they can do something like for customers. They probably can uh, log out and log in, and then can solve the problem. And some some problems actually they can't do anything, or it might be their problem. For example, it might be the network. It doesn't uh, doesn't good. Like the the connection is not good from their end, and they cannot receive any data. 
And by doing that, we differentiate those different scenarios and use the use the copy to specify uh, those are the things you are dealing with and what's the next step action you can do. For example, like uh, some errors, we just let them know. Just try uh, it later. And uh, if you still have problem, uh, there's a link you can tap to to go to uh, go to contact. And for some uh, like uh, connection issue, we show them maybe it's your internet connection. So uh, please check your internet uh, connection status, or you can even see uh, the like the zero status uh, uh, page to check. Uh, the the different state is is that uh, connected or is it uh, blocked or is it uh, paused or, or yeah or other other different status, and by doing that we improve the the copy, um, and also checked the uh, the after a few weeks to see if there's any improvement on the reviews on those reviews and uh, it's dramatically like uh, I think it's double. Uh, double the uh, the positive reviews and uh, yeah and reduce a lot amount of the negative reviews so this is something like uh, as a high level example uh, a case study of how we might do that yep yeah, that's brilliant that's brilliant so essentially what you're saying is utilize something like a mind map or a flowchart to identify all the potential negative scenarios that someone may encounter and to have some kind of solution ready to be presented when someone hits that negative scenario. So it's dealt with correctly. Um, so they feel more positive about your brand because you're dealing with their issues as soon as they occur. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And also, it's quite interesting. Is uh, even there people? Because uh, from what our uh, from our research, we find that uh, even customers don't able to complete their task. But if you give them a specific action or something that uh, as a as a direction to go, and they'll feel much uh, much confidence or like uh, much better. Uh, rather than give them uh, like a, a feedback or like a, a reply message without any uh, useful information, normally they will feel quite frustrated. So, yeah, it's 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 quite interesting to to have uh, to have this because before that, we have different mindset or different understanding about the customers. But after that, the whole team, not only the designers, but the whole team, have a better understanding of oh. At this stage, customer might behave different, and yeah, and uh, if we can reduce those types of the like negative experience scenarios, uh, that will be the best. But if we can't, we can use that to provide some suggestion or directions. But uh, even without a clear solution, that would be better rather than nothing. So yeah, hope it makes sense. Yes, absolutely. A lot more to dive into potentially there, but hopefully we'll have another discussion at some point about that. Well, let's move on from what works now to planning for the future. So in your opinion, what's the biggest marketing trend or challenge for marketers over the coming year? Mm, well, that's that's a really big and hard question. And um, uh, I think as a, 
as a designer, I don't want to like predict what exactly will come to uh, the next year as the future. But uh, there are some things happening, and from uh, uh, from my observation, if it's start to happen this year or recent years, it might keep going for uh, for the coming years. And there, are, I think there are three things. The first thing, what is uh, actually happening, is the uh, AI co-design, or we can say that AI collaborated marketing. And uh, there are a lot of uh, new technology platforms uh, relevant with AI, with um, artificial intelligence support. So I think that's uh, that currently is helping design as well, and which is really freak out many designers. But uh, that might uh, get a deeper connection uh, in the coming year. And uh, according to the speed of the of the of this domain, I think the current problem maybe it's hard to talk to machine directly, which uh, might be a good opportunity for marketing and designer and other uh, other professionals to dive in. So AI code marketing, AI code design could be one thing. The second thing I think might be the no code movement can bring us a lot of tools that doesn't need uh, so much uh, investment for for marketers or for small business owners uh, to to do that. And uh, you, we used to like if you want to build a business, you need to build a website and maybe hire someone for SEO for other marketing stuff and. Uh, sometimes coding is always like uh, inevitable, and you need to find developers to do that or customize your website. Even even so, but uh, now we have many available platforms for people to to do specific um, to uh, specific need uh, uh, fulfill their specific need, like uh, for e-com e-commerce website. Uh, it's so easy to build a website. Uh, build a build a shop uh, with Shopify or any other things, but now like uh, with no code uh, movement, there are uh, SEO support websites uh, or other types of the website uh, or uh, services that without any coding requirements. So which means that uh, for people without technology background, that could be a really good opportunity. To uh, to start a business or uh, like speed up the business next year. The third thing came to my mind is the there might be a new market uh, coming next year, which means that like currently uh, Meta is uh, investing so much res resource on virtual uh, reality, and uh, Apple is also doing something on the AR, which I think. Uh, Currently, our interaction with digital uh, content or digital products is still limited, like only with some screens, like with uh, mobile device, uh, tablets, or like uh, desktops. Uh, but with uh, the uh, possible new products on AR and VR, that could be a lot of things for. Uh, a lot of potential opportunities for marketers, for uh, entrepreneurs, and for content creators 
to uh, to to do because this is a brand new market. It's like uh, we will uh, uh, if it's uh, emerging and people will have need that they cannot imagine right now. But when they start to use the new product, when they start to use AR and VR, they might have the need, and it will uh, came, uh, come out. And uh, for marketers, for content creators, for designers, product people, that could be a lot of opportunities. And it might happen next year. I don't know. Uh, it depends on those uh, those new technologies, how feasible they are next year. But yeah, I have a really optimistic feeling on that because yeah, it might happen、uh, next year or the year after. So yeah, let's see. Keen to see what what will happen. Well, there there are so many so many exciting opportunities coming down the line. It's quite incredible. I remember twenty years ago when I first started getting in, in, involved in designing websites and、um, using what was called at the time WYSIWYG editors.、So、what you see is what you get, and you had the half code view and the half design view, and、yeah. uh, It、realistically, back then, the design that you came up with、um, spat out horrible code,、um, <laughs> duplications all over the place. That you really had to go in and and manually edit everything. But nowadays, it's so much easier to really not be involved in code, and、um, it's it's coming down the line where you'll be able to use AI to simply tell them something, tell them what you're looking to do, and it will be able to design something for you. I think one caveat that I would add is marketers traditionally tend to be. Quite excited by new tactics, new technologies, and I think we should probably refer back to the beginning of the conversation. What we're talking about here in this episode, and really talking to your customers, understanding your customers, understanding what your customers want first of all, before getting all excited about what you could potentially do, and then coming up with something that isn't key for your target market. Yeah, that's a really good point, uh, David. Uh, that reminded me、uh, uh, a story about、uh, technology that I read、uh, yesterday. It's about a company、uh, in the from the last century、uh, during sixties or during seventies called Imsi or Imsi. Forgot the pronunciation. That's the first generation of the personal computer,、uh, according to、uh, the the rise the rising of the personal computer. Uh, a lot of marketers actually, they are not、uh, computer freak. They are just marketers and entrepreneurs, and find this is a really good opportunity. And then they start to build a product, and then try to sell it and try to promote it. And it's going really.、Uh, at first, it was going really good, but then、uh, they actually don't quite、uh, didn't quite understand their customers. Because their customer actually are、um, like a, a power users, power computer users, and they really uh, want to uh, customize their computer and use the、uh, use the latest、uh, technology. But that company doesn't follow up their customers' need, and then it's just、uh, gone, and nobody remembered. Remember that company. Everyone just remember Microsoft and IBM or other、uh, successful or survived companies. But there are actually a lot of、uh, companies just vanished during the history. And even at the beginning of that market rising, that's、uh, there are the superstars. But then nobody remembered it. And I think understanding customers and also value your customers value their. 
uh, their needs and try to help them, try to align them, align with them. That might be a yeah, a really good strategy to live a little bit longer and to survive during the uh, uncertainties of the new norm of the of the world. So yeah, that could be relevant to to the topic we're discussing today. I've been your host, David Bain. You can find Bear Leo over at BearTalking.com. Bear, thanks so much for being on the Strategic Marketing Show. Thanks for having me, David. Uh, it's my honor and really exciting to talk with you. And thank you for listening. Here at IFP, our goal is simple. To connect you with the most relevant information to help solve your business problems all in one place. InsightsForProfessionals.com.